<laughs> you want your five star matches? <laughs> you want your thirty minute classics? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Slapping Mead Wrestling Podcast. My name is Randall Beatley, also known as We Too Deep 413. That's W E T O O D E E P 413. You can find me on TikTok and Twitter at that, at We Too Deep 413. Um, we got an interesting show for you. I haven't had a lot of time to really plan this out. Um, in terms of what I wanted to talk about. And like I said, not a lot of news has been happening here recently that I really want to talk about. And so the guys, they're, they're, they're great at the Discord of asking questions uh, and coming up with, with conversation uh, topics. And so I got three of them uh, from the Discord. We're going to discuss all three of them. Um, and so we'll just go ahead and start... Um, with us, uh, I want to believe it was Mike in the in our Discord who asked um, if we could pick a uh, a GM for each of the brands, who would we be? Um, and 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 this is quite interesting to me because this is something that I think is actually needed. We need G- a authority figure on WWE programming, um, like like yesterday. Just, just to make it make sense as in terms of you know there's an authority figure, even if it's not even on screen, but the fact that you can mention, hey, we gotta ask the GM, and he's the guy in charge of the brand, right? Um, so for me, if we were to go through this, um, Raw, I would put Triple H. And here's why. It has Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Rhea Ripley, right? It's got the Triple H guys. The people that, like Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, right? You got the Triple H guys. Gargano, Ciampa will be there eventually when he comes back, right? You got the Triple H guys. Drew McIntyre was even drafted to the brand if he shows up. He's a Triple H guy, I believe. Right, he was brought back, you know, in black and gold era under Triple H, in NXT. Right, so you, Triple H there fits a lot better because I believe that Raw is, is more of the indie, independent scene sort of New Japan, you know, style that Triple H is. I think been putting in his booking, um, the the AEW style of booking. And so it makes a lot more sense to me to have Triple H on Raw than it does anyone else, right? Um, when we go to SmackDown, it has to be Adam Pierce. He does a very good job as the authority figure. And SmackDown's the only place that would make any sense for him to go. 
Um, and I mean, and like I said, he does a very good job at playing the authority figure. Um, and uh, so she said, yeah, put him on SmackDown. And then NXT, you can either choose between Shawn Michaels or I'm I'm thinking of even like putting William Regal back in that position um, that he had. I know he's in the company. I'm not ex- a thousand percent certain if I know when he left AEW in his contract was he couldn't be on TV. I believe I don't know how long that's for. If it's like until the end of his contract or or what's the case in that situation. But even if you insist, you don't even really necessarily have to and this goes for all three brands you don't necessarily need to have a physical person here if you can just reference like oh we got to go ask higher ups about this and 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 included in the storyline that hey there's someone that makes the matches that that we don't know about or that we right that that has you know the powers that be type the type thing to at least allude to you because know, what annoys me the most is during the show there's an unplanned match that happens and it doesn't get made official like a match just randomly pops up and happens and then they come back from commercial and they're like oh yeah adam pierce made this official no he didn't they never left the ring right i i hate these impromptu matches that happen like hey you want to fight sure let's fight and then we go to commercial and they're fighting when they when we come back from commercial right at least have them leave the ring and go ask Adam Pierce for the match and then have them come back out, you know, two or three segments later, right? Adam Pierce isn't just like making matches official in the two minutes they're away from the break, right? That would literally not make any sense. Um, so to have some sort of authority figure to have them go to and be like, Hey, we want to have a match. Can we, can we put it on tonight? That that would, that I think that would be great. Um, all right, so we'll move forward. Um, the next question is a little bit more complex, and it's what is your general overview of Vince McMahon? And and this is a, a very like I said, it's a complex question. Um, now I personally don't have any hatred for Vince McMahon, and I don't understand the hatred for Vince McMahon. I understand as a person, he has done some shitty things. But here's my view of, of the wrestling business. It is literally full of carnies. It is a carnival act. It is literally the lowest of the low lives that, have, that started this industry. If you expect saints to be the people running these, these companies, you're expecting way too much. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't like good people out there. I don't even think that Vince McMahon is a bad person, per se. I just think he's made some mistakes that people with that type of money and access to to fame and money and wealth make. People with money, right? There's that saying, more money, more problems, right? When you're poor, there's things that poor people don't have to worry about that rich people do. And one of them is being accused of these, like, sexual mispractices. Right, we see it with Vince McMahon. Now, I'm not saying if, if he's innocent or guilty. I don't know. We see it with, you know, Hulk Hogan, which, I mean, he I, he probably did it. Uh, but you see it even in, like, in, in other sports. Like, NFL, you saw it with Deshaun Watson, 
where he gets, you know, all these allegations and whether or not they happened, uh, that's not the discussion we're having. But I always find it very convenient that these allegations come out after big money contracts of these sports players, right? Deshaun Watson's working on his, you know, $8 million or $12 million rookie per year rookie contract and no one says a word but the second he signs a $250 million contract with with Houston, I think I think that was the number. I could be wrong, but the point is is he was making 30 to 40 million in Houston or was set to make that much. The year that he signed that re, re the the where he re-signed with the Texans was the year all of the allegations come out after he was set to make hundreds of millions of dollars. And so I just, and again, I'm not saying whether Deshaun Watson is right or not. My point is, is that like when you're poor, those are situations you don't have to worry about. Whereas Vince McMahon has access to to the money and the power and the fame and and women and wealth and, and all of that stuff. And I'm sure he's done some scumbag shit in his life. But find me someone in the business that hasn't. Like, like this Dark Side of the Ring series that Vice does. Like, find, like everyone sh- was shitting on... Uh, everyone was shitting... Everyone was shitting on um, Paul Heyman the other day. After the first episode came out. About, oh, he screwed Chris Candido. Well, he's not the fucking only one that's been screwed over by a booker. And Paul Heyman, for damn sure, is not the only booker that has screwed somebody. Paul Heyman was in the process, in, in the business of making money of in his company. And, and, and he shouldn't be required to help Chris Candido. That's not his position. Does it make him a, a morally good human being to help sure but it, it it's not required that chris candido who could and 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 sunny who couldn't stay off of drugs he's not required as his bo- as their boss to, to to do anything for them and why will they work for him if he if if he asked you hey can you do this segment for me or you're going to do this segment for me where you're where we, we play you off and, and you, you know, discuss your, your drug addict your addiction, right? I, I don't see how you can hate on Paul Heyman for that. I don't understand why he was getting shat upon, right? But find me someone in the bit, like, like when they t- talked about, like, the plane ride from hell a few seasons ago on that show, and they were talking about Ric Flair helicoptering his dick around. Like, y'all act like that didn't happen in the 80s and the 90s. Like, the, the life was just different. But the problem is, is when you look at stuff that happened in the in the 90s with a, through the lens of 2023 goggles, you're going to find stuff that's offensive that wasn't offensive in the 90s. Now, should it have been offensive? Maybe. I don't think it's the smartest thing to walk around with your helicopter and your dick in front of female co-workers. But, like, as I've been saying... This isn't justification for it, but it's a fucking carny act. What the fuck did you expect would happen? So, with that being said, I'm going to go in. I I have five statements about Vince McMahon um, 
that I want to what that I want to talk about. The first one is this. I feel he's misrepresented. I feel that everyone views him as the bad guy. And I and, and from everything that I've seen and all these stories that I've heard, he's a good dude outside like outside of booking wrestling and outside of business. He's a good dude. And I feel like that that part of Vince McMahon doesn't get represented enough. Um the second statement is I feel he has good business sense. Hell, he wouldn't have been able to, to to build a company from the amount of money he bought it from his dad to selling it in 50, what, 50, 40, 50 years later, selling it for $9 billion. You, you don't do that if you don't have good business sense. And I, I think at the end of the day, Vince McMahon is a very good businessman, right? Um, the third thing, from what I've seen and heard, the talent seemed to overall like him. And sort of as a, a 3B, but really for those that don't like him, probably have a big ego. I'm thinking of someone like a Sasha Banks, where Sasha Banks liked to, liked to play victim. Oh, they're not booking me. You're not, you're not a top-tier person. And I've said this before, Sasha Banks is easily fucking replaceable. You can replace her with Selena Vega, Roxanne Perez. Find me any other small, light-skinned woman. And you can replace her as a Sasha Banks. But the problem was that Sasha Banks has such a big ego that she thinks she's bigger than the business that she deserves the treatment that Charlotte Flair gets. Right? There's a post that I saw... Um, that was shared with me the other day of, you know, explaining the reason of why Roman wasn't here during the pandemic era. And of course, part of it was trying not to get COVID as leukemia. He has had leukemia in the past and he, he didn't want to get it. But the second is, is he was frustrated with the booking. And first off, I don't fucking blame him when you're Roman range and you're having dog food spread on you. Remember where Roman Reigns booking was at in 2019? Like he, in that, that last feud with Corbin, he was literally getting dog food spread on him. Right? So when you're right, so he goes to the Vince and basically says, unless booking changes, I'm not showing up. And so booking changed. And, and 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 someone commented, "Oh, but but when Sasha did it, nothing happened. I wonder why that is." No, you don't have to wonder why it is because it's pretty fucking simple. What why that is? Roman Reigns is a big fucking draw. You don't let Roman Reigns walk out the door unhappy, right? But Sasha Banks can be replaced by any fucking woman in any training school today. You could, you, there's a hundred Sasha Banks lining up to get signed. There's only one Roman Reigns. I don't name me someone else that has the the ability right now of Roman Reigns. There's only one of him. He's one of one. Sasha Banks is one of a thousand. So yes, let Sasha Banks walk. And any of the talent in the locker room that do not like Vince McMahon has a big ego, and that's more than likely the reason why they don't like Vince McMahon. And then I'll end it with probably the most important statement that I'll make in about Vince McMahon. Without Vince, 
mainstream wrestling does not exist. Wrestling as an industry collapses. If Vince McMahon did not buy the WWF in the 80s, if he did not put the belt on Hogan and create Hulkamania, if he did not do all of that in the 80s, wrestling as we know it today does not exist. There wouldn't be anything on TV. If wrestling still existed, they would be sideshows to the carnival or you know your small indie promotions. But the territory days would not last. They, they wouldn't survive today. They just wouldn't survive. Wrestling today, in my opinion, without Vincent Kennedy McMahon, would not exist as we know it in the mainstream today. And so overall, I don't see what there is to hate about Vince McMahon. All this, I can't wait till Vince dies so someone could take over the first off. He just sold. He's not in control of WWE anymore. He's not. He's on the board. He's he, he he's like third in command. But he doesn't have ultimate say over the company anymore. So, yeah, I, I just don't see what there is to hate about Vince McMahon. I just don't. All right, so the last thing we'll do, this was a conversation that was brought up uh, pretty late uh, Friday uh, afternoon-ish, evening-ish, about the question was sort of like with Rollins potentially going down to NXT to defend the World Heavyweight title on NXT, does that degrade or devalue the World Heavyweight Championship? And the answer simply is no. It does not. If anything, it draws eyes to NXT, which is a benefit to NXT, and that is what I think is really happening. And we need to understand, right, because the, 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 the response to this would, would be and has been in, in the Discord, okay, so if Roman Reigns went to NXT, that you wouldn't have a problem with it. And, and here's my answer to that. Those are two separate situations. Because Roman Reigns in the, in, in the Undisputed Universal Championship has been booked Um, as a, you know, Roman fights who he wants to fight when he wants to fight. It's been booked as the A championship. It isn't a workman's t- title, right? You have to earn a shot against Roman Reigns to, for him to choose to fight against you, right? But the the world heavyweight championship has been booked since they recreated it and dis- and brought back the title. It's been booked as the workhorse title of Monday Night Raw. It's the workman's title, right? It, whoever is going to hold it's going to have to defend it. And in that case, it, that automatically makes it less than Roman Reigns' title. It is already B-tier, it do, right? And so to have Seth Rollins go down and fight Braun Breaker, it's a win-win in, in this situation because you get exposure to the title, you promote it as, you know, anytime, any place, anywhere, this title can be defended, um... And we'll, you know, there's going to be a fighting champion. You can promote that, and it happens in all three brands or or two brands, you know, whatever happens in that case, right? And it, but then you also get a win at NXT because it, it it creates intrigue and creates an audience for NXT, to, right? So it would not surprise me if over the next few weeks, if NXT's ratings start to, to pick up a little bit as they inf- infiltrate 
the, the other two brands with NXT to get people to come watch them. So, you know, the, the, the answer is no, it doesn't devalue it. Um, and then some, as sort of like an aside to this question, he's like, well, what about NXT guys coming up? You know, like, for example, what if the Creeds came up and challenged Sammy and Kevin? Would I have an issue with it? No. As long as there's a story behind it that makes sense, right? If, if the Creeds come up, so for example, this is being recorded post-Smackdown. They're doing a gauntlet match, right? If, if the Creeds were to supposedly enter the gauntlet match and win the gauntlet match to challenge Sammy and Kevin, I'd have no issue with it, right? But even if they come out and just attack Sammy and Kevin... If, if they can create a story that makes sense, I don't see why we would hate it. Um, I think we, we, we try to issue a value to things that, that doesn't make sense, right? And, and maybe it's just the way that I view television, but I'm not the biggest fan of critiquing what the writers do because the writers have the ultimate vision. We can fantasy book all day, but if the writers think the smartest thing to do and the best thing to do in this situation for this story is to put the creeds against Sammy and Kevin, first off, I think the creeds more than deserve a spot on the main roster. Um, but there's there's so many matches that they could have that would be insane classics. American Alpha is the first one. Or, well, was it? It's actually Alpha Academy. But I'm more so thinking, like, before Jason Jordan got hurt, American Alpha... Versus the Creeds would have been a banger of a fucking match. Um, and I'm even thinking like if Tyson Kidd didn't get hurt. That, that might be a, a situation we might have to, you know, jump into like a what if situation. What if Tyson Kidd didn't get hurt? What if Jason Jordan didn't get hurt? Um, I, I might actually throw that in the Discord tonight uh, to see what people think of uh of that uh, of those what if situations but but no I don't think it devalues the title I don't really think we should astound value to the title that the company isn't putting on it the, the, the they're obviously and, and I think plainly booking the world heavyweight title to be the workman's title and, and especially if it's someone like now okay it would be stupid if Seth Rollins came down there and fought like someone who just signed that would be dumb to have it be Braun Breaker, I don't have an issue with it. Because Breaker's going to Raw anyway. I've been saying this for a while, that I thought eventually Breaker and Cora Jade will both end up on Raw. Um, and, and Breaker being the guy to potentially beat Seth Rollins would be... Like, like I'm so in love with this heel character that Breaker has, if I'm honest. Um... Yeah, so, so so to answer the question in short, no, it doesn't devalue the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, the last thing I'll actually say is I think Triple H is really trying to push NXT, and we've sort of covered this already, to be that third brand. Rather than being seen as like WWE is Raw and SmackDown and then NXT is NXT, because I think that's the misconception that people are having is that NXT is not WWE. Because when you say WWE, you mean the main roster. Well, Triple H has been pushing for the longest time to not even call it developmental and main roster, just to say WWE, and it means all three brands, and that's the way that I think of it. So when, when I say WWE, I think NXT as WWE, 
It's not a separate thing to me. It's just the C show, right? It, it, so it's in order to me, the A show SmackDown, the B show's Raw, the C show is is NXT. And it's not a demotion to get brought back to NXT. It's not a demotion. It's just, if it makes sense, it's not you're not being demoted. It's just an opportunity for you to, to, to either get a different character change. You know, I love this idea of free agency in, in the roster. Where free agents can choose. You know, Mustafa Ali can show up on three shows a week if he wanted to. Or Baron Corbin can show up on Tuesday and and, and 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 Friday, or show up on a Monday one week, or Wednesday or a Tuesday the next week, or Friday the next right. And you know, Omos being a free agent and can literally show up wherever he wants. If they book, if they had previously booked Omos correctly, that would be the scariest fucking free agent in the world. If they had booked Omos correctly, the last year and a half. Omos being a free agent right now would be scary as fuck. It would be scary as fuck if they built him as this giant beast slayer that just goes around and throws people around and he can show up wherever the fuck he wants. You don't understand how fucking amazing that would be. And I'm going to catch hate because, oh, you praised Omos again. Bro, like, like, if they would have booked him seriously, I think he's over and I think he's a legitimate threat. And him as a free agent would be magic for the mid-card because he could show up on NXT and just throw around some of the, the smaller people on. Could you imagine Wesley? Wesley does an open challenge every single week. Could you imagine Omos answering this open challenge for the North American Championship and just throwing Wesley around the fucking ring? It would just... Right? Or... It, it would be super interesting, right? Or Seth Rollins issues a world heavy, right? You could literally have it to where, like, Rollins challenges and Omos shows up on Monday, almost wins, but doesn't quite get the job done, then shows up on Tuesday in Orlando and, and answers a, a world t- a, a open challenge from Wesley and, again, almost wins, but doesn't quite get the job done. And then he could show up on on a Friday and 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 beat the hell out of some local competitors or, right? There's a way you can get it done to where Omos looks legitimate, and him being a free agent should be scary as fuck. But they failed at and as I said, booking is ninety percent of the business. But we're not going to go down that road again. I refuse to continue to continue that conversation. But. So, yeah, ultimately, like I said, no, it doesn't devalue the World Heavyweight title. If anything, it continues to do what they've been promoting it as, as the workhorse title. It is the B-tier title at the moment. It is not on Roman Reigns' level. It is B-tier mid-card title. That's what it is. And until we face that fact, that's what it is. Um... I think that's where we'll end it. We'll, we'll, we'll make this a shorter show. The last two shows have been quite long or longer than, than usual. So I'll, I'll end it there. Let me know what y'all think about the topics that we covered. And uh, join the Discord. Uh, go to the Casual Community YouTube page. Like and subscribe to that show there. Join the Discord. The link's in the description of those videos. Join the conversation. Let us know what you think. And uh, until the next episode... I'm We Too Deep 413.
This has been the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. I'll see you next Wednesday, y'all.